Oh my God. I almost, I can't believe I forgot this. So have you ever, do you watch Seinfeld? Yes, I have. Okay. So you know George Costanza. I'm sure it doesn't, and everyone knows George Costanza. So there's a Seinfeld episode and it's called The Trifecta. And George starts deciding that if, if one doing one thing that you love is great, then doing two things that you love is better, and doing three things is the trifecta and must be really better. So at, he, he works up to being able to do three of his favorite things. He's eating a sandwich, having sex, and watching TV all I at the remember, same time. I remember that. Remember yes, this? Yes, it's hilarious. It's yes. a hilarious episode. So yesterday I had my trifecta, which was I w- we went to Tulum. I was on the water, so I was out in nature, on the water, on a paddleboard, doing yoga, pouring down rain. It was my trifecta because I love storms and I love being out in the rain. It was, so there was four people out there because five people were smart enough not to show up when it was pouring down rain. I mean, pouring down rain, not sprinkling. But four of us showed up, two people from New York, this awesome guy from California, he spent a long time in Mexico, and me. And the yoga teacher, she's like, you guys want to go? I mean, we had to be careful of lightning, but so we're like, yeah, we got out there and it wasn't raining that hard. So we're all like, yes. And then all of a sudden the storm came in. And I mean, literally, tor- like you couldn't even really see there was so much rain. I, me and this guy, Jason from California, he, we were in heaven. We were both like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. We're doing yoga in the rain on a paddleboard. I mean, the two New York people, they were very great. I mean, just to show up, but that, that was they were out of there. <laughs> it was, and the gal that did it, she was so awesome. She's like, you guys have a free credit for a free class. You know, I'm so sorry. And I was like, Nancy, this was the best experience I've had. This is my favorite yoga I've ever done. This is, I, it was such a spiritual experience. She's like, no, no, you, I'm like, seriously, this was worth every penny. Cause it was expensive. Cause and they provide the paddleboard and the ride and whatever. Um, but I just was like, this was so amazing. And um, here's the other thing about manifesting. So one of the things that I wanted to let go of in the cave, I wanted to bring in healing from the minerals for my headaches. And I wanted to let go of limiting beliefs about abundance. This guy, Jason, that was on the paddleboard, he's starting a, a business running retreats. And he's kind of the the guy running the retreat, like he doesn't want to, he's like hiring people to like put these retreats together and he has connections and he's done several businesses, but he's not the actual talent, like doing the stuff within the retreat. He's just, just had, kind of I recruiting. Just chills. I know he's kind of recruiting talent. And I was like, well, I own a gym. I've been personal training for 16 years. And I said, I think you should come. He, and he's like, I'm going to Bozeman, Montana this winter. And I go, you need to come to Sun Valley. You need to take a, a class with me. I go, I think I'm your strength girl. I go, and I'm a eating psychology coach. I love talking about this stuff. It was this amazing connection. Sharon's like, well, where's he from? I'm like, oh, somewhere in California. But he really believes this, this, and this. Like, we are on the same page about what we want to do with our retreats. Like, I felt like I was talking to my my other half, like well, yeah, about it was the, it was how the, we felt. It was the puzzle piece that's I mean, missing. Like, the, and he's already, we've already connected like yeah. through, you know, we've already got information. He's like, wow. let's stay in touch. I mean, I, it was, it was such a God thing. And I was like, okay, this is my abundance. I, I'm manifesting more abundance <laughs> out here in the rain on my paddleboard. It was, you couldn't, I couldn't get any pictures. It was raining too hard. I would give anything to have a picture. I'm doing a headstand on the paddleboard in the rain. I mean, oh, my God. It was amazing. It was so fun. And 
the water wasn't even waist deep. So like, I think I want to do retreats down here because anybody could do that. Welcome to the Wicked Radio Network. Check this out. Nice. Look at that. <laughs> Hold on. I hear your feet's not working very well. At all. <laughs> funny. I'm so excited to see you. I know. I'm How was your week? That's been... so funny. Look at your clothes and look at my clothes. It's snowing <laughs> here. I know. Dumb snow. God. Okay, this is how much I love the snow. For like 30 seconds, I was like, oh. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm at the beach. Right. Okay, sorry. <laughs> hey, let me. Had a I, little blurb. Hold on a second. Let me grab some coffee. All right, I'll tell everybody okay. the intro while you get your coffee. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Angela's Awesome Podcast. Uh, we are coming to you via well, we're, uh, we're doing our session today through Skype because um, I'm in Cancun and Heno's in um, Haley, Idaho. So Heno's got a sweatshirt on and I have on um, a sleeveless tank top because um, it's snowing in Haley and um, it's hotter than heck down here. So anyway, welcome to our podcast. We are um, here to talk to you guys about um, inspirational life-altering, awesome tidbits that you can slowly incorporate into your life, get inspired. And um, this podcast is produced by Monkey Tongue Productions, which is Henno's recording company. So I want to say thank you, Henno. And I want to say thank you, everybody, for um, listening. And I'm Angela Freeman. I'm an eating psychology coach and a gym owner. And um, both Henno and I are sober, so we're going to talk to you about some things that we've uh, learned and experienced from that standpoint and from um, psychology of eating and other wellness things. Ta-da! I managed to talk the entire time that you were getting coffee. Nice job. Nice job. Of course, no one's surprised that's listening to this podcast. They shouldn't be. We need to get you some headphones. Oh. You know what? Because I echo. You You talk now for a second. Yeah, so I get to watch uh, Angela sitting on the beach. Well, she just showed it out the window, so it was pretty funny. So she turns the whole laptop, and there's just waves crashing. I think I can hear it in the background too, which is kind of funny. I don't know. I don't know if these have a speaker. I'm gonna try it. I gotta figure out the right hole. Oh, there it is. Okay, is that better? Yeah, because now the echo's gone. Okay. So well, I know it does. I was picks me up in your mic. Okay. When you don't have headphones on, and I want, and I forgot to say something last episode, so. Oh, um, do you need me to shut the door because the ocean's too loud? No, I believe the ocean <laughs> effect is excellent. I was just explaining to everyone how, so Angela turns the laptop and points it at the ocean, and I was already like, what's that noise in the background? Oh, that's ocean. Yes. <laughs> it's soothing. You know, I just wanted to ask you that, not because I really wanted to shut the door. <laughs> Why would you? I know. And you're looking quite professional with your headset on today. Yes. I'm, it's, 
It's so far it's working. I'm learning all I'm the bugs and it. tricks. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I'm digging. Okay, so you guys, um, Heno, he, he's been. I'm down here with Heno's significant other, Sharon, who's one of my truly best friends. Well, I don't even really consider her a best friend. I consider her my second sister. Like, she's like one of my people that I just. I just know she'd always be there for me, and I know I'd always be there for her like family. But anyway, um, we've been having a great time down here, and um, I just wanted to um, share a couple of the things that have happened because I wrote a blog about one of them, and there's been a couple of things. So I'm thinking maybe it'll be some inspiration for you guys this week. Um, do you or – now, do we have any business we need to take care oh, of? Oh, no, you go. Launch? It's I all can Cancun, launch. baby. You go. It's all Cancun. Okay. So, um, I still awesome down here. Okay. So first of all, I just wanted to talk a little bit about, um, manifesting because this trip has been amazing. And this trip like came about literally, I think two weeks before we left, someone gave us this trip. So this awesome two bedroom, um, place that's literally right on the beach. Um, like I can't even believe it. Um, two bedrooms, huge. It's bigger than my condo. She gave us this week for free. And um, it was a really interesting experience because Sharon and I are big believers in manifesting. And Sharon is really good at um, doing vision boards. And so Sharon did a vision board for me last year. And one of the things that was on my vision board was um, because one of my things is I like, I want to be able to travel more. And it's hard for me to miss work, but. Um, and everyone's like, well, you can always just drive to Boise. And so I, I had to start changing my affirmation for wanting to travel to, I want to travel someplace on a plane. So anyway, on my vision board, there's like all these warm beaches and the, this plane. Uh, I think it was Delta, which is what I flew down on. And um, anyway, I just want to say that this, I believe this is a direct result of putting it out there to the universe that this is what I've wanted to do. And it doesn't hurt at all that I got to do it with Sharon because she's the queen of manifesting. So um, I just want to say, if you guys are into, or if you guys, are you into wellness? No. Are you? <laughs> but if you're into manifesting or you're not, this is something to get into. Like you put it out there, you put the picture up so your, your energy is directed towards it and it really happens. And the other piece about that that I was thinking about um, that I found so interesting with this whole experience was when my, when the gal that gave this to us, who's a a friend, but not someone we really hang out with, just an acquaintance, really. When she asked me if I wanted this trip, I was actually like, I, well, let me see. Like, I had to be open enough. So I've been putting it out there. I want to manifest this abundance. But then when it came down to it, it was like, I'm going to miss work. I'm going to have to buy a plane ticket. Um, I'm going to have to ask Rob to take care of the dog. So there was all these things that came up. And what became really clear to me was I needed to just say yes. Like, I can't, when you put it out there like, I want a new relationship or I want more abundance or I want to have healthier options in my life, the universe is going to deliver, but it doesn't necessarily going to be perfect. So you have to just say yes and then take a leap of faith. And um, it was an interesting experience for me because I actually had to like say, yes, I want to go. Ask Rob. He said, yes, you can go and then accept that. You know, he's working. He's making sure we have money still coming in. He's taking care of our dogs. So it, there was a lot of receiving involved in this. Um, and it was a really great lesson for me because you would think it would just be easy. Like, okay, of course I'm going to the beach. But it wasn't that easy at all. Like, 
the worthiness piece of missing work and, you know, keeping track and now I owe people, like that whole, letting all that stuff go has been a really um, big piece of this for me. And um, I just, so I just wanted to share that, like you, you put it out there, but then be ready to say yes, you know, and be interested when you are confronted with something that um, is possibly like what you're trying to manifest, but it's not perfect, you know, this perfect little box with a bow. It might be like kind of, you know, wrinkled up newspaper that you have to unwind and then you have to kind of figure out, but that's still, it's still a gift and it's still amazing. So I'm just loving it and I, I love the whole experience. Um, so I just wanted to share that as part of the part of our inspiration for this week's podcast. Now I'm I'm going to add for those of you who have never done a vision board. Well, I no I'm going to I'm going to put it this way. If you want stuff to come true on a vision board, have Sharon do a vision board for you. It, <laughs> I'm serious. This is I mean you I know, am too. There I are, there there are some things in this life I can't explain. Right. And that's, that's what's an allowed me to come, you know, to find uh, a higher power or to find that, that concept is there are things that I can't explain. There's a few things that have happened in my life that just made me go, okay, wow, you know, some people are in touch with a level, uh, uh, they have a connection in this universe that I don't understand. You know, I've been around a couple of, uh, of uh, um, psychics or uh, let's just say mystics. One was a Native American that just fried my tree one time. I mean, just <laughs> to this day, it just gives me chills, my interaction with her. Because she she would, uh, she goes by the name of Raven. Shocking. Oh, um, I love it. Yeah. Like her condo, <laughs> they call their condo their teepee because it's, it's literally, you walk in there and it's, you're in a Native American teepee. I mean, it's unreal. Awesome. Yeah, it's very powerful. And we were at... I was told, or I guess I should say I was warned, that at some point, Raven might read you. And it's, she oh. did, it doesn't happen, she doesn't sit you down and say, okay, I'm going to read you now. It happens just randomly. And I had been around her many, many, many times, and this was a Thanksgiving dinner, and all of a sudden, we're having a conversation, and she starts like almost speaking in tongues. Like, and I'm... Like it was confusing. Like it's it's like um it's like somebody having a stroke, you know. All of a sudden, Ooh, yeah, her, uh, yeah. yeah. And it was I was and I at first I didn't understand, and then I was like, okay, you know, I was about to say, are you okay? And all of a sudden, she blurts out something that had to do with a conversation I had with my dad earlier today that day that nobody could have known. It was specific and it was direct. And I just sat there and, and I had this look on my face and, she, and, and, and literally then she like almost came out of it, you know, the, for lack of a better term. And, and she looks at me and she goes, you know, basically says that was for you. And everyone else around the table who had been read before knew what had just happened and looked at me and I just started laughing, you know, and they're, what are you laughing? I'm like, there's no freaking way. And so Sharon has been doing these vision boards for people now, most of this year. And it's unreal the stuff that ends up like what she sees and what ends up happening and a lot of it is 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 you know there's intuition there's all these things you know factored in with it but there's also a level of connection she has some connection and she reads auras mm -hmm. too and mm -hmm. you know like 
at a level where she will, I will ask her every once in a while, I'll say, so what's that person's aura? And she'll, she'll tell me the colors. She doesn't even know what the colors mean. That's how, you know, Sharon is not one of those like, I'm going to learn everything there is about, you know, mystical hippy dippy stuff, you know? No, she doesn't even know what the colors mean. I have to look them up on the internet, you know? know and so, so cool. I'm looking them up and I'm like going, holy cow, it says this, this, and this. And then, and then we talk about the person and I go, well, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's just, it's bizarre. And yeah. it's actually at the point where I, I've always, I've often asked her, it's like, why don't you do this either professionally, semi-professionally or whatever it is. And, and she says, the reason I don't is because sometimes, because people come up to me and say, you know, can you read my aura, whatever. And, and she's like, I look at them and it's horrid, you know, it's mm. dark. And she's like, I don't want to tell anybody that. Oh, you know, I interesting. Don't, and that's why she won't because right now she just does it as, you know, when she wants to, when she wants to give somebody some inspiration or, you know, incur, you know, whatever it is. But it'd be hard to like have someone go, hey, you know, what do you see? You know, what do you see? And it's like, and all you see is just dark. You know, it's like, oof, you know, it's kind of tough. But yeah, I just wanted to kind of uh, um, just back up what you said because yeah. it's freaky sometimes. I mean, the, some of the, st- like when she did, when she did our friend Rick's vision board and what's yeah. happened this year is it's, it's like everything that's on that vision board has happened. And, and I just sit there and I go, it just gives me shivers, you know, but so totally. anyhow, the, 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 you know, there's various different types of manifesting and, you know, I've come a long way in accepting some things that, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm okay with, you know me, I'm Mr. Science guy. You know, I love, I'm fascinated by what I can prove and what I can't. And not that I'm like, you know, um, but I have accepted this other side and I am so happy to do it and say, you know, there are things I don't understand. Hey, there's plenty of things in science and math and also stuff that I don't understand because I just don't have an education for it. And I'm good with that. That's somebody else's deal, you know, but like in this case, there's just something about opening myself up. And I guess one of the points of me bringing this up is when I started to open myself up to, let's just say, other options, other ways of seeing the world, other ways of, of, um, other, you know, other forms of perception, whatever you want to call it. When I did that, more of it came into my life. I, hello. And I'm, and, and I'm not saying that it, I'm not saying that because I did something, I believe it's always there, but it's whether we choose to find it or not. And as receive it. That's it, and receive it. And and that and that I think a lot of times myself I can be very you know, it's always good for me to be in the moment, in myself, where are my feet, what am I doing, right? That's an important thing. But I've also learned that that I can't close myself off to sometimes these messages come in a from a direction you don't expect. And the way I used to be is I was very closed off to those things. I only mm-hmm. saw, you know, I, was, I, had, I had a very, I would say, a very masculine, linear way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And, and those were my results, if I think about right. it. If I think back on it. What are my results? When I open myself up to, you know, other options, let's just say, you can call it alternative, whatever you want to call it. 
all of a sudden, I started to notice things I'd never, ha- I, I'd never had before. I had conversations with people that I ordinarily would not have talked to because, frankly, I didn't understand them. You know, I have a friend that's a, that's a studies Buddhism. I've talked to her about her many times, Lana. She's helped me tremendously with various things about spirituality. She and I are some of the, are, are the closest of friends, but prior to me finding a new way of living, I couldn't have a conversation with her. I didn't get her because she oh, operated, right. she operates on a plane that is a little more positive than I was, let's say, back then. I was overly skeptical. You know, all these things were, we weren't able to connect. And now we do. And guess what? I get the benefit of that. And that's the, my lesson that I learned is when I close myself off, I sometimes close myself off to, to lessons that could possibly help me. Yeah, you know? I agree. And, and I know we've talked about it recently about this whole idea of like, you know, we, sometimes we need to, I, I brought it up last night with my men's group about uh, this idea of humility and, and uh, you know, usually we have to get a full beat down before we open ourselves up, you know, before we, we find that humility. And uh, I, now I seek it. You know, now I seek yeah. Those, yeah. those things that before I had to kind of, my world had to be rocked before I said, oh, maybe I should do something different. Yeah. You know, kind of a thing. Anyhow, Good I totally point. side railed you, but. <laughs> no, no, I think it's great because I think, because you are, you still are, um, you know, more of a, you're the more of the left brain part of the podcast and the more of the scientific. And so I think it's a powerful thing for people to hear from someone who has had the experience of having things happen that you can't explain from a scientific point of view. And, um, and Sharon is amazing. And, you know, here's the second part about podcasting. I mean, podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> um, manifesting that Sharon's really good at. And this is another one that I'm not as good at, but I'm practicing. And it's so great to hang out with her for a whole week and just really kind of absorb some of that amazing energy that she has. But you put it out there. You you, you say, this is what I want. I, I, I allow, I'm allowing this in. And then you don't have to figure it out. Like, that's the part where I get kind of messed up. You know, like, Sharon said that at the beginning of this summer, maybe it was even spring, but it was a few months ago, she said that she was thinking about Cancun and Brazil and some other place. And she's like, yeah, I'd really like to go. You know, that's where I'd like to go. She's just like, you know, and then she firmly just said, you know what, I'm going to put it out there. This is, I'd like to go to one, on one of these trips. She goes, and then I just really let it go. And then, like, you know, three weeks ago, I text her. I'm like, is there any way you want to go to Cancun with me? And she's like, hell yeah. I put it out there. I'm, you know, she wasn't even surprised. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Because, and, but she didn't try to figure it out. Like, she just put it out there, and then she, and so that's another thing. Like, and, and she said something to me on this trip that she, another intention, and I immediately was like, well, then you can't do this. Like, if you want that, then you can't do this. And she goes, Oh, no, no, I don't have to figure it out. I'm just putting it out there. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you're so right. I, I can't believe I even just said that. Of course you don't have to figure it out. That's why she's so good at this. And, and we, come, we live in a day and age where it's like, and I'm all for, like, goals and, and baby steps and doing all these things. But sometimes you just, especially if it's something really hard, like, let's say you want another job. Like, you put on your vision board all these things that you want your job to look like. And then what you do is you just allow the universe to bring it to you. And that brings me to my third part about manifesting that I know for sure. And this part I am good at. But, you know, sometimes I still need to practice. But 
one of the other things is that once you put that intention out there, it's your job then to stay in a really highly receptive, thankful state. So using the example of having a different job, like you put it out there, you write it down, you maybe get some visual pictures, like I want my job to look like this. Then what you do is you show up to your job now with your best self and your most grateful self and you find things within the job and your life to be grateful for all the time. So you're putting yourself into this really high vibration and that high vibration will help the universe bring these things in. So you manifest, you have to know what you want, you put it out there, you don't worry about figuring out how it's going to happen and then most importantly, you just try to maintain this level of constant gratitude and joy, which we talked about a couple podcasts ago. Remember we talked about like being in a state of yeah yeah you know and I think that's another thing that reason why Sharon's so good at manifesting because I constantly hear her say things like this you know I have this great life I just love my life like my life is so great like she says that all the time I have this great guy that I live with I have my dogs I love you know she just loves her life and 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 I think that's part of the reason why she's able to just have these things come in which is cool to hang out with her and I want to pass that on to everybody <laughs> did, did I did I tell you about uh, the conversation I had with my coach last week no I haven't seen you all week remember so we he he's really into I, I'm not even gonna try to get the name but he's one of these uh, self-help gurus that goes around and, and does uh, work. I mean, people pay money, big money to see him. No different than Tony Robbins or whoever it is, you know, and he goes around to businesses right. and, and helps executives and, and anybody, anybody that wants, you know, and these are based off of, you know, uh, concepts that came around, or, you know, in, in the early 20th century where, where uh, you know, a lot, most of these, you know, like your Tony Robbins, you're all these guys, they... They, there's a lineage that goes back to the er, turn of the century, the early 1900s, where there was kind of a movement towards this idea of manifesting. Uh, you can think yourself into anything. I mean, it goes back to you know the great uh, industrialists Carnegie and and uh, uh, you know. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And so yes, and, I do, yes. Yeah, and so you can the the literature goes <laughs> it goes way back. You know, a lot of our yeah. a lot of our uh, you know recovery literature ties into this. This yeah. uh, there was a lot of this that was happening in like the I would say the nineteen twenties nineteen thirties. So so Tom's been uh, listening to this guy and and he comes from the standpoint of you can basically whatever you want you can think yourself to get you know you can get it it's just you know it's we're blocking ourselves you know we're we're the ones that block ourselves we are not uh and 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 his this one guy's viewpoint is is and i'll i'll try to find it and put it in the show notes he emailed me a bunch of stuff this idea that and we talk about this a lot is you need to change your way of thinking. You need to get out of an your old limited way of thinking and change your thinking to an with you know they call it a new paradigm or you know there's all this different terminology for it. And and he has a you know he has a list of what do you want where uh, you know success stories or whatever you want to call them where you know somebody that was hugely overweight and didn't want to be anymore and and he helped him you know lose i mean he was uh, some sort of a hollywood oh no that wasn't the hollywood story no it was it was it was some sort of a hollywood exec you know that wanted to lose all this weight and and then again and once he did he said well now what do you want he's like i want you know uh 
Golden Globe, I won an Oscar, blah, blah, blah. And within like two years, he had a Golden Globe and an Oscar, you know, or Holy whatever. Cow. Oh, yeah. Wow. And in the, the, I mean, the, that's the extreme. Then there was another guy, he said, he, so this, this, this dude is like, he's in his 80s. So he's like, he's not exactly really hip to all this new. And this one kid comes up to him and says, I want to be a rap star. And so he goes, hmm, you know, gets a whole, I'm <laughs> sure that he's got a big staff. So what do we need to do to make this kid into a rap star? Well, evidently he wasn't all that good, but they, <laughs> but they did it. They did it. Whatever they, 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 whatever steps needed to be taken to get this, uh, young man, uh, you know, recorded a contract, blah, blah, blah. Now he may not be rap star as far as, you know, million millionaire rap star, whatever, but he, he achieved a goal. Yeah, and and it was it was it was really interesting listening to it, and I bring that up because when we talk about manifesting, there's a lot of ways that this can be done. Oh, you know, totally. it can be done at a spiritual level. It can be done at a very like this guy talks a lot about. Uh, he's more into this idea of thinking, and one of his the bottom line for him is. And, and th- there's no proof of this, but I like the way this sounds, is the universe is infinite. I agree. Right? As far as we know, it goes on forever. There are so many things when we get, you know, when we talk about math and science, you know, at a basic level, it's very concrete. It's, you know, but when you take math to its furthest level and you're talking about, oh, adding, subtracting, dividing infinities, when we get into, uh, the, you know, certain types of uh, quantum physics and stuff, we're in this level of theoretical that we don't, we can't actually see it. We can't prove it, but it's been, you know, it's, there's a lot of belief, right, that, that says that this is possible, that these things right. are possible. We're, we're using concepts that, that we have evidence that it exists in our, our physical world, even though maybe right now our tools, quote-unquote, our, our equipment can't measure it. But right. we still go there with this, right? And, and so this gentleman says that applies to our lives as well and who we are. He says that these are universal truths, that if the universe is infinite, then our potential is infinite. That these things are, they all tie together. Now, once again, like I said, I can't prove that. I can't say one way or the other. But my experience is, is I'm my own limitation. Mm-hmm. That anything I want to achieve, I can if I truly want to. Now, we've all heard this a million times. Um, my, my good buddy Aquila, his, his dad used to, he, would, he and his sister would say, you know, we want a, you know, blah, 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 you know, uh, video game console, you know, this and that. And, 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 his, and Aquila's dad, Mark, who's a, he's a great, he's a great guy. He's a trip. He's this artist, ex-LA County Sheriff. I mean, talk about a dichotomy. He, he would say, he would say to them, he's like, well, um, I, I, I don't think you do want it. And, and Nicole was like, well, what do you mean I don't want it? Well, I don't see you out there delivering papers. I don't see you out there picking up some odd jobs to get it. I see you sitting around the house here watching TV. So I don't think you really want it, you know? And, and his whole point is, is that anything that we truly want, we truly work for. Right. And, and, and if we want something, we'll make the choices and the decisions 
to, uh, you know, whatever we need to get there. Right. And that's that whole thing of like, you know, where someone says, you know, oh, blah, 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 blah. And, and you know, I, I want this or I want this to happen in my life. And I can look at that and say, well, no, I don't think you do. Because right. what steps are you actually, you're not, you're not actually making decision, decisions that would lead you that direction. Right. You know what I mean? And so. I do. Yeah. And so, and, and so there's, there's very, you know, there's very practical applications for this. You know, a lot of this can be called common sense. Right. But I think that's the one thing that we talk about on this podcast, and I think kind of relates to your blog here, is we have built-in limitations that we right. have had for our entire lives, and, and uh, most of them are self-centered fears. Right. We have fears that keep us from doing this. And like this guy says, until we're willing to change the paradigm, change our way of thinking, get rid of this stuff, and it's not easy. I, you know, I, no. So I'm, I'm 46 years old. I've kind of really found a new way of life that's really worked for me, let's just say, the last five years, five, six years, right? The first couple of years was like, you know, training wheels. But He's talking actually, about sobriety. Guys. Yeah, exactly. And I'm talking about just, you know, a new, a new pathway for me. Yeah. I have, let's say until the age of 10, I was probably a giant sponge in an open book. Total possibilities, right? I had no sense of self to limit me, you know, right. up until that age. So let's say from 10 to 40, that's 30 years of reinforcing thinking, that, right. that I'm trying to reverse right now. Right. Those fears, those things that limit me, you know? Right. And, and I think that's where, that's where you, I mean, really, every time that we do this podcast, that's what I'm getting out of this, is looking to myself and finding this inspiration to do something different, to change, to take those steps that, that I know are in there, right? but maybe I'm just not ready yet because of some, you know, something that I, that I need to, you know, look at. And well, and hence the gift of desperation, right? Yeah. The gift of, like, crisis and the gift of uncomfortableness or pain. Like, that's when you get super inspired to do something. So, well, I just want to kind of clarify just a little bit because I think you made some really good points. And I think that it could, but I think it could be a little confusing because we're talking about manifesting and then you're talking about, like, and, and I agree. And I just think that there's, it's one of those paradoxes, but... Yeah, yeah, the I know what you're going at. Yeah, the yeah. thing about ma manifesting is you have to be willing to do things differently, but that doesn't mean you have to figure it out. So using the example of Aquila and his dad, like he's like, I don't think you really want it because otherwise you'd be doing all these things to get it. And I agree with that absolutely. Like you can't just be like, I want to have more financial freedom and be able to take a trip every six months and then not go to work. Okay. You can't just put it out there and be like, okay, I'm just going to sit here in my house yeah, and be yeah, happy yeah, and not yeah. go to work. But, but that can, the, the flip side of that is that sometimes if we are so convinced that we have to do all these things to figure it out, we'll limit our visualization of what we really want because we won't, we'll, we'll put these conditions on the universe. Like, um, I want to have more financial freedom so I can go on a trip every six months. Okay, now I've got to figure out how to make it happen. And that's what, where I get really bogged down. And I start trying to figure it out and make it happen within my own self. Yeah. And, and I can get into serious problems because I, I'm a, I'm a re, you know, recovering workaholic. 
I have to pay attention to it to maintain my balance. And truthfully, when I try to make it happen, it doesn't happen. Like, so part of manifesting is finding, it's sort of like the serenity prayer. Like you have to find where your footwork is and then you also have to be able to let things go and not have to figure it out. Because sometimes we want things that there's no way we can figure out how they're going to happen. And this trip for me is a perfect example of that because this is my busiest time of the year at the gym. <laughs> I'm in Mexico. <laughs> I yeah. mean, you know, if I would have said... Um, when I when Sharon helped me do that, when Sharon did that vision board with me that had these trips with planes and beaches and, um, you know, working away from home, um, if I would have been like, okay, now I need to figure this out, I would have never within the limitations of my brain been able to figure out that someone was going to give this to me and then it was going to be a journey in accepting help from Rob and reorganizing all my clients this week. Like, that would have never happened, but... So I think if you're kind of lost as to what the footwork is, like what you would do, I think the absolute most important thing for manifesting is being in a state of thankfulness for what you already have. So like even that guy that, you know, I, I agree. And, and I think that that also means changing the way you think because most of us don't think in a state of thankfulness all the time. Our first reaction, I mean, there are way more negative emotions in the English language, language than positive, like almost two to one. So we're not actually wired to look at things in a positive light. It takes practice and awareness and going slow enough that you can actually do those things. So I think taking action is super important but I also think not trying to figure it all out is super important too. So it's one of those paradoxes. Yeah, like we're, really, both, yeah, we're both right. There's no right or wrong. It's just I didn't want anyone to be confused because I'm saying don't worry about figuring it out. You're saying then you need to take action. I think they're both true. But I think I see – I do you see what I'm saying? Like yeah, I think no, no, it could you, be confusing. You, what, what you said is very important because it, 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 uh, it it's almost like you're now summing up the, the both things together, which is one of the things, and this is, I've also suffered from this sometimes, is too much of the eye on the prize that I start trying to control the outcome. Yes. And I, and I don't open myself up. And it, yeah, you, you need to do the footwork, but I also have learned recently that I need to stay out of the outcomes. And, and, and I think a lot of this uh, idea of, of getting too overly focused comes from a, a, uh, being used to having a state coming from a state of lacking right from, you know what i mean so which when you're thinking exactly so when i come from a state of abundance which is like what you're talking about is being grateful for what you have today when i'm in a in a state of of you know that ab abundance with what i have right now and i'm doing the footwork i think that that then opens me up for more you know that that's where that manifesting really comes in because it, you, you know you're you're totally right. Is that you know you can get overly focused on one outcome and miss possible. You know we've talked about this. Take the take the the what was it the long road or the the oh yeah the winding road the, 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 through the woods. <laughs> what do we call that? The sightseeing. The I'm totally forgetting what the episode was the called. Scenic the, the scenic route. The scenic route. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. sometimes we get so focused on that end goal we missed the possibility of a scenic route that would have taken us to something that we also would have been happy with and that would have also been very satisfying. It may just have been a little different than... Because that's the other part of this idea of what he talks about as being um, having the infinite, the, the limitless, is my brain is limiting. 
You know, if, if, you know, if 10 years ago, and we t- we've talked about this in our recovery all the time, is like, if I were to sit down and say, okay, now, Hannah, what do you want your future to look like? And if I'd have written it all down, I would have shortchanged myself incredibly compared to what I have now. I would have not talked about this wonderful woman in my life who has these, you know, we've already talked about her. I mean, you're experiencing for a week. I get to experience it every day. How lucky am I? You are lucky. Right? She's, you're lucky. I mean, I I love this woman. You know, I I mean, it's like, it's like this, you know, that's what we love to joke about it. It's like, I'm not getting rid of you, am I? It's like, (laughs) I don't want to, you know? I know. know. It's so great. Yeah. So, but no, I think it was really important that you, you, you put that together because it is true. I can, I can limit myself with my focus on what I think is the outcome. Right. And that sometimes I do need to just do the work and leave the, you know, like we like to say, leave the results to God, leave the results to the universe, leave the results to whoever, whatever. So right. I don't limit the, the possibilities. And especially when you say do the work, I think sometimes doing the work is just showing up fully yeah. present in your life the best that you can. I mean, like, especially I keep thinking about this thing with like wanting a different job. You know, um, I think that can be a really hard one to figure out. And I think we can really get stuck in, I can't possibly do something else. And I, I, I just know that because that's sort of been some things that I've thought. Like, I'm too old to change careers. I don't have enough money to change, blah, blah, blah. But I just need to... Um, <laughs> there she is. There she is. Hello. Thank you. Sorry, you're cold. I'm in a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> Sharon's here. She says to Hannah, "Sorry, you're cold." I'm sweating. <laughs> Sorry. Like, yeah. I'm in the lobby to hear. We're so sweating. hot. You have, yeah, I can see you have water bottles that are frozen. Luxury, luxury problems. Hey, get that water luxury bottle problems. out of those boobs. <laughs> um, I think that. Um, well, oh, now I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, with your job. I think that it's like if you say, okay, I, you know, universe, I want to do something different. This is what I'd love to do. I, and, and it doesn't even have to be like it has to be a specific job, but I'd love to love going to work. I'd like to have flexible hours. I'd like to make enough money to comfortably buy healthy food for me and my family, take vacations, blah, 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 blah. And then the action may not be trying to figure out what that job is, but just saying like show, waking up every day, showing up with gratitude at the job you have now and just being like, I'm open. Bring it. I'm open because I'm going to show up for what I have now with my best self. I'm going to show up today and I'm going to do the best job at this. I'm going to do the best job I can at this job that I don't like very much. Do you know what I mean? And I'm going to be awesome here because that's the vibration that's going to bring opportunities in. So, and then, yes, if someone calls you or you meet somebody or someone says hello to you and you're in a bad mood, like you, you, you're like, you get out of yourself and you say hello back because it might be your new boss. Right? Yeah, no kidding. Like you, you, you just, then you're open, you're just open to possibilities and, and it's learning how to think differently. Anyway, we're going to talk more about manifesting in January because I, that's kind of a cool month to do this all. We're going to do vision boards at the gym and stuff. So this will be coming back around. But this was just such, I couldn't help but talk about it because that's been what's up for me this week. Like I just have been blown away by how this has come about. And that's another part of manifesting that I think is super cool. And I think most people, if they're open to the idea, can look back in their lives and see where this has happened. I mean, you certainly manifested this in your life with Sharon. Like, you put it out there that this is what I'd love in a relationship. 
it's not like you went out beating down doors trying to find it necessarily, but you kind of had it out there and you had this intention and now you have it. So you have, and I have that with Rob. It's not like I put him on a vision board or anything, but I said all the time when I was younger, like I want to have a, I want a guy in my life that's awesome that does his own spiritual work. It's interesting you say that because that's, that's, when I think about it, I had no idea of what my relationship was going to be like. I had no idea if it was even possible. I actually didn't even uh, have even a thought of it. It wasn't even anywhere on my radar. I just knew what I was, where I was wasn't working and how I tried to do things wasn't working. And what I, the only conscious action I think I took was that I said, and you know what? I'm not going to go back and do that. I've done that enough times. That didn't work. So let's not go do that. Let's be okay with having nothing and open myself up to maybe the right thing's going to come in. You know, because we have a... I've done that my whole life where I, you know, I, I, I like what's comfortable. I like what I'm used to. I'm afraid of change. Um, nobody likes to be alone. Nobody likes to be in a state of uncertainty with whatever work, uh, whatever it is. So, you know, I've had a tendency to quickly gravitate to the familiar and possibly close myself off to maybe some other options, you know, and I, and I think that's what really happened with Sharon is, is I, I just knew that, that the, the old way wasn't working and I was going to have to, you know, that, that, well, I'd rather do, it was that, that come, like you just talked about, like I went through the day with the, just the best me possible going, Hey, you know, if, if, if this is it, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to enjoy myself and look what happens. You know, yeah. one conversation via, I mean, it literally happened over text message. <laughs> I mean, it did. You know, we had a conversation over text message and it was just like, whoa, whoa, you think like I do. Yeah. Like, wow, hold, wait a minute, you know. And I love that you said refraining from doing things the same way. Like, that's another super important part of this. Yeah. manifesting like you're this way's clearly not working I'm going to do it differently I love that that's another super important um, twist on this I think that's great um, okay so the cave the so cave, yes the second so this is kind of a two-part podcast because um, the other thing that happened this week well there's I could talk like for three hours but we won't do that to you guys but um, uh, but about lessons that I've just these ahas um, it you get a lot of ahas when you're going slow yeah. You know, Sharon and, Sharon and I have done one activity every day, and then the rest of it, we've been practicing the art of doing nothing. Nice. And it's And it's wonderful because you just, you get into this state of inspiration and gratitude, and I just, I went for this amazing walk on the beach today, and I just was like, we could talk about this, and I could write about that, and I came home, and I got on the computer and started writing, and I was just like, oh my gosh. Um, but the this was the other really big one is, the, and I wrote this on the blog for the week, but um, I just, it was, it was funny. I'll tell you the story that brought this up, and then um, we could talk, go deeper on it. But basically, so Sharon and I get down here, and we decided that we were going to do one excursion a day, and we were going to alternate days picking. So, so I picked one day, and then she picked one day, and then whatever. So, so we're looking through all, you know, they give you all these pamphlets. I mean, this is very tourist and we're tourists, so um, we were looking through all this, and she picked out this place called uh, Rio Secreto. Sharon, how do you say it? 
Rio Secreto. I'm the worst. Oh, my God. I'm never going to learn Spanish. Um, that's a terrible affirmation. Take that back. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Rio Secreto. Rio Secreto. Way, way, to, way to go, motivator. I know, right? I shouldn't put that affirmation out there. But I, I should say, I'm going to just be honest and say languages are really hard for me. Okay, so Rio Secreto. So it's basically this, this trip. And it's about an hour um, south of Cancun. And you go to this place and you, you basically go down into this cave that is, um, they just found it like, um, I don't know, less than 10 years ago. This farmer, um, he was chasing some sort of a, a animal, like a iguana or something. And he went down this hole. So he went over to look at where he went and it kind of caved in a little bit. And there, there was this amazing underground cave with all these crystals and the water, you know, fresh water underneath. So they've turned it into this, you know, they're very um, eco-friendly here. They, they just, in Mexico, at least in this area, actually any place I've visited so far in Mexico, they're very concerned about the environment. Like we can take lessons for sure on how, you know, careful they are with their, with their planet, with this part of the planet. But they've, they've created this tour. So she's like, I want to do this. And I go all right. She goes, do you want to go? And I'm like, sure, I'll do whatever. But I was just like, that's so weird. Like, why do you want to do this one? And she's like, well, you're in a cave underground. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh, and plus I'm claustrophobic. I'm like, and plus you're claustrophobic. So you want to go in a cave underground. And she's in like, water. in water for 90 minutes. Yeah. Like, it's not like you're kind of in a cave and you can see the, 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 the light. No, no. You leave the light. You go to, she's like, well, I want to face it. And I was like, oh my God, I love you so much. I go, you are the coolest person. I just was so impressed that this person who's claustrophobic on vacation for one of her excursions wants to pick this crazy ass trip that's going to make her face it. And she's like, I want to face it. I'm like, well, then I'm definitely, so then I was like, okay, well, I'm definitely in if that's the thing. Um, and so I just, I was thinking about that with the blog this week because, of course, I'm a teacher and anytime I learn anything or I'm inspired by anybody, my immediate reaction is, oh my God, how can I like get this out there and have other people share this experience that I'm having? And I just was thinking like, what a cool inspirational thing, like, you can so apply this to the psychology of eating, to having crisis, to have, you know, when we look at our phobias or our obsessions or our compulsions, like as, as something that we, we need to face in order to grow, that's such a huge opportunity. And it was just such an amazing experience. She told me what the day that, so we had to drive to get there and driving down here is, everybody goes fast. Oh my God. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, and then there's random stop signs. Like I went through one of them. Oh, my God. Um, so that's a whole nother scary thing. But we drove down. It's like she told me on our drive down there, we did this two days ago. She told me that she woke up in the middle of the night scared. And I was like, well, are you sure you want to go? And she's like, yeah. I, was, I mean, she's like, yeah. I mean, it was like, she was like, yeah. What? A, why are you asking me? I was like, okay. So we go down there and she just basically did what we talk about on this podcast and what I think is important when it comes to making scary changes she just did it scared, and she just walked through it. Like, we just got in the car, had some coffee. We just got in the car. Okay, then we got to the place. Then we sat there, had more coffee. 
And then we put on the wetsuit and put on the life jacket and put on the helmet and listened to the instructional video and then just walked into this cave. And, and I'm like, are you okay? She's like, I'm just breathing. We actually, it was really wow. cool because we, we got this blessing from a, um, a shaman healer, a Mayan shaman healer. Basically, it was a blessing and it was an offering um, and it was, a, it, it was a state, you know, getting into a state of like, we appreciate that we're being able, we're getting allowed on this sacred property and getting this opportunity to experience, you know, this, this, have this experience of going through this sacred land. It was really cool. I mean, I don't know what the other people in the group were thinking, but Sharon and I were like, yes, this is awesome. We're, we're taking it in. He's like, there was smoke involved and standing in the circle. And if I was good wow. at languages, I'd remember what we said, but we said these things. And, and then she just walked through and it was interesting because um, it was, um, it was cold and it was dark. And I kept thinking about, first of all, I was making sure Sharon was okay. But then I was like, started thinking about it. Like we're underground and I started getting claustrophobic <laughs> and I don't even know I was claustrophobic, but I was like, okay, okay. What would you tell Sharon? Okay. Just breathe. Okay. Just breathe. And then I was like, okay, don't think about how far under the ground you are and how far it is to light. I mean, it was a trip. Like there were parts of it where we had to float and it was so much minerals and you couldn't touch anything because our skin is oily and it changes. So it changes how the, how the, um, the formations grow. If you guys want to see a picture of this, it's going to be in my email. Sign up for my email at goingtoangeles.com. There's a picture in the it's email unreal. this week. It's unreal. The photos are gorgeous. And I'll have a, I'll have a link to, um, you can check the website out. But it's all minerals. So it was just, and, and you know, the, min, and the minerals, it was over all these crystals. So, like, they had, um, they had a part where we stopped, and they had the crystals. Um, they had some pieces that had broken off so you could hold how heavy it was. And so it was kind of this rough outside, but then the full inside was all crystals. So we basically were under the earth, surrounded by crystals. And if you look up the energy around crystals, like, crystals are super healing, and they also really pick up energies, which is part of the reason why they do the blessing and, and try to get people to, like, you know, get into their bodies because you don't want to bring negative energy down there. It was a, it was a spiritual experience. Like, I, I definitely had, like, an intention of something I wanted to bring into my life and something I wanted to release. And it was amazing. But Sharon did amazing. I mean, we just did it. Like, we were both. I was so proud of her. I was so proud of me. <laughs> I can't believe that I didn't even know. she did that. I, I mean, it was unbelievable. Like, I, I just was blown away. So I just thought I wanted to share that as some inspiration this week. Like, if you have something and you, you know, and the other thing that I thought was so cool is she's like, yeah, it's on my bucket list. Like, I love that she has a bucket list. <laughs> she's like, not, so even, we went to she's not even in her mid-40s and she has a bucket list. Like, I love that. We, we, when we were in Maui, she couldn't snorkel because of the claustrophobia. Yeah. And that's, it's a and big deal. It's yeah, and and it was and and that and, and that sucked. It, I mean, I mean, she it was frustrating for her. I could tell. You know, she really wanted to go out there, but she tried. She kept trying, yeah. but it, it was so hard. And then, um, you know, when I when I just read this in the email, I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" Because I, you know, I when she showed me the pictures of it, and you know, she's like, "Oh, I want to go check this out." It didn't even dawn on me. I didn't even think about it. That oh yeah, yeah you're going into water underground you know that that oh yeah for you might ninety be, minutes yeah that you might be claustrophobic <laughs> and there is a point where you, you ain't exactly getting you know it's not like when you're you're you know with with the snorkeling thing she just popped her head out of the water pulled the mask off okay I'm okay you don't just pop the mask off when you're underground <laughs> so I'm and amazed at, and at one point wait hold on I gotta give it I got I gotta give it where's my oh I'm sorry. 
give her the. A, yes, absolutely. Um, it kind of deserves something like firecrackers going off or something, yeah, no you know, kidding, huh? like like um, fire. Uh, at one point, and the water was pretty deep. That's good. I like that. A little more epic. At, at one point, um, we were we were all in this little circle. We'd just gotten through kind of the part where we were actually float. You were actually floating, swimming, because you couldn't touch the bottom. Wow. And we got to kind of the edge, and he's like, okay, everybody get in a circle. And we kind of just got quiet for a minute, and then everybody turned their lights off. <laughs> it, was, it was so wow. silent and dark. It... I, I just can't even imagine where you would have that feeling of that kind of silence and that kind of darkness. Yeah, it's only in those uh, those uh, those chambers that they make where you float yeah. in the water and they shut off all sound. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it was wild. I was really proud of her. So this week, I'm just I just am putting it out there to everybody to you know just face it. Like that's what she's. I'm just gonna face it. Like that's the whole thing. Like who knows if she'll. I mean, she's maybe still claustrophobic. Maybe she won't be able to snorkel when you guys go to Hawaii. Maybe that'll still bother her. But she was willing to do this anyway. And I think that's a step towards healing. And I think that's the same thing. And, you know, the thing that I was talking about in the end of my blog this week is like, you know, this is when we have things that come up for us, like we have a job we hate. We hate our body. We are overeating every night. We, we can't stop dieting. We're addicted to dieting because we need to lose weight. We need to lose weight. We're obsessed with exercise. We can't sit and relax. We can't practice the art of doing nothing. Um, whatever the compulsion or phobia or obsession is, like our first go-to, and I think this should be our first go-to, our first go-to is like a physical intervention. Like, right, We do we need to you know, is something wrong with us that's making us eat this way? Do we need to go to the doctor? Do we need to, um, like, have healthier food in the house? We need these physical, like, barriers or changes. But sometimes, and I think a lot of times, those things aren't sustainable or they aren't the solution. It's often when we have these things, it's, it's, a, it's a cue from life saying, okay, you're overeating every night and you've done everything around the physical food thing. You're eating slow. Your eating rhythm is good. You're still overeating every night. You might have to look at, okay, where else in my life are things not working for me? Am I, is, do I hate my job? Do I, is my marriage not working for me? Um, are my kids, do I feel disconnected from having a relationship with my kids? Am I, do I need to forgive somebody? Like, sometimes it's a call to these other things, and you just have to look at these other things, which are scary, right? It's hard to have a, a really tough conversation with your partner. It's hard to put it out to the universe that I need a new job. Uh, it's hard to actually admit that you need to change some things around your relationship with your kids, right? But but these crises and these these things are our opportunity to look at that. So um, I just think doing it scared and facing it anyway is, that was kind of what I got inspired with this week. So it was a pretty magical day. And that's the, the, the thing that you had in, in, in the blog that, that is the the phrase that we talk about a lot is is courage is not the absence of fear it's it's you know you're still afraid but you do it anyway yep. courage is not courage people that are courageous aren't fearless they have right. fear right but they do what they need to do and they do it anyway like yeah. you, you hear this over and over and over again. Where it's like, were you scared? Yeah, I was scared. I was scared to <laughs> death. Well, how'd you do it? I don't know. I just did it. 
one you step know, at a time. Yeah, and you hear this wh whether it's someone that was in the military, somebody that's doing some extreme kind of a sport, somebody that just is in crisis in their lives. Yeah. Uh, you know, weren't you afraid? Yes, I was afraid. I was yeah. very, very afraid. You know, right. and, then, and then you find out, well, how'd you, and that's the, the best question. Then you ask these people, well, how'd you do it? What, you know, how, how did you get through it? You know, yeah. somebody that has a medical thing that they're trying to get through. And yeah. Do, and, or or um, loss of loved ones or whatever it is. And they, and they get through it with grace and dignity. And, and you sit there and you go, wow, you're, you know, you're, you're courageous. You know, you, you, you see, you're fearless. And it's like, most of the time they'll say, no, I was scared to death. Yeah. But, you know, I did it. Yeah. So, okay, how'd you do it? So then, you, then my question is, how'd you do it? Because I want to know. Yeah. What do you do with your days that makes you this way? Because I want some of that. Right. You know? And sometimes it doesn't even involve grace and dignity. <laughs> no, like you think it, it yeah. you think it, you think it looks like that from the outside, but they're like, oh my God, but you should see me at home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. My, the things that I've done that people have been like, how'd you do it? I'm like, it was messy. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, like you just, some days just, I, you just didn't get to see that side. <laughs> you just didn't see that side, but oh my God, I was a disaster, yeah. you know? And then I just woke up and tried it again. Or, like, didn't even wake up, like, just an hour later, like, okay, I'm going to just try this again. And, I mean, that was how early sobriety was for me. I didn't do it with grace and dignity. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was I did. Yeah. It, it was messy. Yeah. And, but I just, but the only thing I did well is I kept showing up. The only thing I did well is I just kept showing up and kept doing, I just was like, okay, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to show up today. I'm not going to drink today, no matter what. I'm just going to show up. And then, you know, the eating and the exercising and the obsession and the crying and the, uh, you know, uh, overworking and the over-exercising and the overeating. I mean, all those things happened. But I just kept showing up because I had faith that it was going to eventually get better. Thank God. Yeah. Um, and, but you just kept showing up. And I just think that's how things are. Like, you may have that tough conversation and it might be ugly. You know, like the person you're having it with might be really mad or hurt or upset and you might lose your cool and you might lose your temper and not do a good job and then you have to come back again and be like, okay, I have to try this again. I'm so sorry. That was terrible. You have to hire someone to help you mediate or whatever, but you just keep going, right? You just keep going, okay, this isn't working yet. Let me see. What can I do next? What's the next thing I try? And I just, I don't know. I just thought it was really... Yeah, it's one it's of, pretty cool. One of the reasons I, I've been, I really like listening to, you know, my friend Jen and Brian on The Crazy Life is they talk about that all the time. You know, they yeah. share they share the rough spot of their week and they look for the, the bright spot, you know, the, the what was where was the victory? And sometimes the victory was just getting up and, and the next morning and trying it again. And th I think the, the thing that I hear that they talk a, a lot about and we talk about it too here is is the real the real you know devil the evil the whatever you want to call it is when we give up yeah you know and that's the thing and i've seen it happen so many times i saw it remember there was this one point with where my mother was really 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 drinking a lot and and i i she had just given up on life and there was nothing, there was nothing anybody could do or say. And it was the hardest thing to see. And she had to find her own way out of that. There was no, no, none of us were going to, you know, were going to pull her out of that. And, and, and it's the hardest thing to see someone that you love in that place. You know, let alone ourselves when we get to that part where it's just like, you know, where it's so, well, just pull yourself by your bootstraps. And it's like, I can't even bend over, man. 
Yeah. Like, I don't even know where they are. Bootstraps, yeah. what are those? You know, and, yeah, my and, boots are in the closet in the other room. I can't get off the couch. Yeah. <laughs> and, but you know, yeah, go ahead. And it's just and, and and that's 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 the real that's why that's why I sit there and I that's where I find gratitude in my in my life today. That's where I and I need this kind of perspective. I need to I need to hear I, I know this is why people come into recovery programs and they go, oh my God, all they talk about is depressing stuff and blah, 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 this and da, 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 da. And, and I go, yeah, I see why you see it that way. But for me, I need to hear about that struggle to remind me that, you know what, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not denigrating what someone's going through. I'm not, I honestly feel for them. I have compassion for them, and I also look at it and go, you know what? I'm, I'm, I need to be grateful for what I have. You know, I when when you know when Brian shares about literally not being able to get up out of bed, I sit there and I go, I go, you know what? I don't have that. What's my excuse? You know, and when I have that, when you know, I I don't know. I I if some when somebody shares that with me, I I sit there and I have a lot of compassion for them, and it helps remind me that you know what, life is pretty freaking good, mm-hmm. you know, and and I'm my only limitation here. I don't have a heavy limitation that you know. I I don't suffer from horrible depression. I don't suffer from these things, you know, and I need to be grateful for that and honor that. I guess you know. Like, I, f- I feel like if I'm, you know, if I'm, and, and they talk about this where, where a lot where they say, oh, I'm just, I feel depressed. You know, like if I said that, no, right. no, I don't get to say that. I might be a little down today. I might be a little right. tired, but I'm not depressed. Right. I don't, I'm not suffering from depression or I'm right. not suffering from, you know, a physical, you know, like I don't, yeah, I got some aches and pains. But I can get up and move, you know. There are people out there that, that literally to get out of bed, they, they're, lo- they're looking at their walker just to get across the room right. for whatever reason. And, and, you know, I sit there and I go, I don't know, it's, I, I don't know where I, why I just went there with this, but it's this idea of, like, really being grateful for what we have and seeing the possibilities, you know. Right. It's, it's not to sit and- there and say, oh, it could be much worse. That's not what I'm talking about. No, no, I don't think that's what you're talking about. And I think that, you know, um, it, I, you know it's reminding me of this. I, I listened to this talk by Marianne Williamson, who's one of my favorite spiritual teachers. And she, she was responding to this, question, this comment that, that one of her students had said to her. And she said, you know, I, I, I'm so sad because I, I look at my mother. This is one of her students saying this. I look at my mother... Um, and her life has been such a waste. Like she didn't do anything with it. She just couldn't, wouldn't, didn't do, you know, it just, and Marianne Williamson's response to this person was, there is no waste. There is only delay. And some of us experience more delay than others, but there is no waste because even the people that can't get out of bed, that is their delay. And that's their soul's lesson of how to manage that, how to find peace, being okay in bed for the day, how to, when they feel well enough to get out of bed, how to find, you know, other things that help, that help perpetuate that. Or, so there is no waste, even if we do say I'm depressed, like, there is no waste. That's part of our experience. And, and at some point, hopefully, 
will have the, the momentum to take another step forward, but sometimes there can be delay for any period of time. And that gives me a lot of peace, when it, particularly when it comes to, because I have a, I'm a serious bleeding heart as far as like when I know someone's really depressed or I know someone's having a really hard time or, you know, whatever. Um, and it gives me a lot of peace because I realize that there is sometimes is delay, you know, and people need to have more delay and to go down a little deeper into some sort of some of the holes. And some of us were born in the holes and that's our soul's journey is to see how close we can come to the light. I mean, I'm not excusing us from being of service to the people that need our help at all. Don't get me wrong, but but I really choose to look at hardships as a as a an opportunity for people and they may choose not to grow for a while and that's okay. That has been my experience. I am a grow I love growing and there are some days where I'm like I can't grow spiritually today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't. Yeah, we I'm taking I'm going to yeah. you know and 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 having um enough forgiveness for myself and enough peace and and realizing that you know just like with nature there are times and seasons where we do a lot of growing and times and seasons like we're going into winter where there's not a lot of things growing and there are things hibernating and going it within and doing less and be you know and and being okay with those that ebbs and flows i think that's part of the journey because it's really hard to be okay with it when it's not flowing right it's hard to be stopped and quiet and still and and unmotivated because we're being sold this bill of goods by everybody, including this podcast. Like you can do it, but sometimes we don't, we shouldn't be doing it. We should be just going within and being okay that we're not growing. You know, thank you for turning that around because you, you just, you, you just touched on something. Oh, man, that's just, I was feeling kind of dark there for a second. And you just told me, oh. you know what, it, you know what it, you, this reminds me of is sometimes we need to find the willingness inside of us before we can actually do the activity. And sometimes there's nothing, like you said, there's nothing wrong with hunkering down for the winter and working on our, our, our willingness working on that 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 preparation to to do it you know this whole you know that you know that goes back to this whole yoda thing you know there is no try only do and i'm like baloney there's a lot of stuff that comes before do you know right. there really there has to be you know and there's a lot of steps that we can take in that journey to achievement and to accomplishing our goals finding our vision finding the stuff and and a lot of it starts just inside with okay finding that willingness that one day that that small moment of like hey today i was a little more willing than i was yesterday or today yeah. i felt a little more ready you know whatever and the willing, it takes the willing part could be today I was willing to completely give myself a break staying in bed I mean I love that there is no try there's only do because I think the do can be the art of doing nothing yeah, like doing nothing we could if, if, if you it can be something doing nothing is doing nothing it is doing it's just doing nothing which well, is actually really hard and 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 should be commended think about it that's what we do in our sleep you know, like yeah. it's to so refresh, restore, rejuvenate, regenerate, right? Yeah, like like I this happens with me with guitar. It's happened to me with a lot of my physical activities. I can sit there and train, 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 train. Like I'm working on a guitar thing right now, where I can just sit there for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and feel like I'm not getting anywhere. And guess what? I'll take a week off. I'll pick up the guitar and I'll suddenly nail it. It's like it's like my brain needed to process a little bit. It needed to I needed to do nothing for a little while and give myself an opportunity 
to, you know, and I don't know what happens. And that's what happens a lot of times in our sleep where something, little connections get made and Mm -hmm. adjustments occur. And then all of a sudden we go back to that task and, oh, well. That was just easier. I did that a little better, or something like that. That's a great. And we, that's a great. And point. we dream. We dream going along with the sleep analogy. We we have dreams. Yeah. Like we can actually. You know, it's cool. Anyway, well, listen. I, you know, I'm at nice the beach, chat. so you go. I gotta, you go beach. You only have a couple gotta, more days. You know, I got a beach uh, today. We're leaving tomorrow morning, so. Uh, yeah, this is it. I know, and it's wonderful. So we're just hanging. Carpe diem. Like, we are. We are practicing the art of doing nothing. Actually. um... I, I kind of had some headaches this week, so I, I, I ended up having a little bit of caffeine, which I don't normally do, and it kind of made the headaches go away. So I've slowly inched my way into like one cup of coffee, which is going to be a disaster when I get home trying to get off of it. So I had a cup of coffee this morning, and Sharon's like, uh, I just got up. Did you need to go do something? I had to go walk it off at the beach because I was sort of not. I was, you're, can you just... Sharon's like, I haven't even had my coffee yet. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go for a walk so I stop bugging you because I can tell that I'm being super annoying right now. <laughs> uh, my, our, our, our good friend Annalise from Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks has a term for that. It's called limiter override. <laughs> like, somebody just overrode the limiter. Like all of a sudden it's like, Bzzz. I know, I know. I just, I, it, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to like slowly taper down. And I'm gonna, uh, anyway, it's fine. It's been totally worth it, whatever. This caffeine thing, oh God! When someday I'm going to stop dancing with it, I got to tell you. But <laughs> I have no. And just for the record, I have nothing against caffeine. I'm just so sensitive to it; it causes me issues, and and then I become that person that's like, "So how are you doing? You how are you doing? What are you doing? Da, 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 da. Okay, I'm going to go for a walk. Hanno, <laughs> uh, thanks for doing the Thank podcast you. I'm so, today. I was amazed when I, I got home from walking the dogs and I got some great pictures of, you know, Frozen River and things like that. And I walked in, I looked at the email and it said podcast today. And I was like, all right, let's do yes. it. Yes. So I nice job. It. Great chat. Boy, that was and- fun. They, I know. Thank you for doing that. And thank you, everybody, for listening. You can find me at Angela's Gym on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And my, if you want a copy of this blog or get an email every Sunday, go to goingtoangelus.com. I'm available for coaching. Clearly, I'm good at Skype. <laughs> and uh, personal training uh, if you're in the Sun Valley area. And then um, I, I'm, I think my first retreat is going to be in Tulum. It's going to be in Mexico, but we looked at Tulum, and we'll have to talk about this more, but it was really, really cool. Neat. Wow. Okay, I got to go. But anyway, sorry, I just had to share that. It was so, it was so cool. Awesome. <laughs> um, so back in Sun Valley, maybe you'll come work out with me this week. Uh, yeah, I need to, big time. Big time. You have to go, you have to go gentle on me though. It's been a long time. I know. We gotta get you ready, man. We got the we got the um teleskiing coming up. We gotta get you lunging. I got a little I got a little winded going up a set of stairs at work yesterday and I'm like, ooh, this is not good. Okay, time to come back to the gym. Yep. We love it when you're there. Okay, Hanno, thank you. Thank you. Have a All great right. week, everybody. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs> His eardrums were scientifically altered for world peace. His ears are more finely tuned than yours or mine. He can listen to a podcast from a mile away. He is the most dedicated podcast fan in the world. I do not always listen to podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Touch Network. 
keep listening, my friends.